Doug and Marty versus the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, I don't know, brother. I don't what know. What don't you know, brother? I don't know if, if this uh, broadcast is going to be approved by the new Commission on Disinformation and Truth, brother. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. And, and for those who don't know, this is, of course, this is Doug and Marty versus the world. And I'm Marty McClendon. Of course, and I'm Doug Bassler. Uh, he's speaking about uh, Biden's uh, appointing position to the basically director of misinformation. She's a lady, uh, if you can call her that in today's words, um, that is radically left, has been used, uh, used different forms of social media to bully, intimidate, to troll on all these different words we, we've now learned in this modern age. But of course, that's the one Biden and the leftist administration is going to appoint to make sure that whatever we post or whatever we say um, is meets their um, standard of information, of integrity right that's amazing you know it's like this seemed very orwellian very 1984 if you will uh this is way beyond that brother (laughs) this is like legit this is legit if there's one thing that we need to stand up and stand against it's this thing right here right now Mm. this is this is so unconstitutional and, you know, they, they've been using that gradualism, right? Hate mm-hmm. speech, you know, let's limit your magazine size. Let's do, gra- let's just a little, a little bit here and there. And because we didn't say no, uh, we didn't draw the line. Now we have a literal ministry of truth mm-hmm. in the Department of Homeland Security, our nation's largest police force. Now, we've made references in the past um, uh, to Nazi Germany. And, of course, the left goes crazy. It doesn't matter. Think about the parallels here, 1930s to before the Nazi Germany got, rose. They had the brown shirts. They had fear and intimidation. They had health passports. You know, we, we pushed the whole COVID vaccine, the lockdowns, the government granting, granting power, the changing election standards, COVID passports for a while to get us conditioned to wear masks and whatever. And the next thing, of course, now we're talking about this truth, information of truth, right? This department, which is also Nazi Germany had, right? They, they wanted to squash anything that would go against the Nazi mantle. Uh, and so this is a way, another way of shutting things down. I think it's very interesting in light of this whole, all eyes are on um, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Right, the whole thing saga. Right, I think part of that's intentional, uh, but immediately for about what is it, about six years now, Republicans and conservatives have been talking about why is it that Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them have the Section Two Thirty protection when we clearly they've actually invested millions of dollars, Zuckerberg and so forth, into elections in key states. They clearly silence conservatives and they uh, use their algorithms to publish and promote leftist ideology, right? And so now that Elon Musk, who's not a conservative, not a Republican, uh, is talking about free speech and wanting an open platform with with, uh, basically open uh, sourcing so they can't hide what they're doing, algorithms. I think it's funny. He's not even the owner yet, Doug. 
And these major leftist celebrities have lost hundreds of thousands of followers, and conservatives have gained hundreds of thousands of followers. That's influence. Just by opening up some of the code, which means that's what they've been doing for several years now, getting uh, basically using it to enhance or magnify the influence of those that agree with their ideology and squash or diminish the influence of conservative voices. And so now that this is in the play, immediately on the heels of that, you have the Biden administration uh, cooking up this administration, this federal level appointed position that's not elected by you and I to actually take the place of what they were doing behind the scenes, if you will, in social media. It just amazes me. Uh, and something like you said, we have to say no. I'll say one more thing, Doug. I know I'm on a rant here, um, but it's really important. Not only do we have to say no, I think in sometimes when conservatives, when parents, when we get up and say no, you know, it's strong and sends a message, but we tend to say no and then give a little and then go away. What we need to do is come and say no and push back. Take ground. When we don't take ground and we as we give up a little, just a little, we want to have a victory. No, we lost less than we would have lost if we didn't push back. We've got to uh, say, take this fight to them and eradicate this thing. I, I think it's time for complete shutdown of Department of Homeland Security. We don't yeah. need it. We, we haven't have it needed it for a while. It's redundant. We already have an FBI. We already have a CIA. Uh, we already have a National Guard. We already have an armed forces. We don't need a DHS, which is uh, arguably the largest police force in America right now, uh -huh. especially, brother, that they have turned all the power of the DHS on their political enemies. Yes. DHS buys bullets by the millions. They have huge stockpiles of weapons and arms. Why do they need that? If they're going, so their job was to keep Al Qaeda from knocking down World Trade Centers. Their job was to keep our borders safe from terrorist attacks. But now, because we didn't specifically say foreign mm -hmm. terrorists, we just said mm -hmm. terrorists, right? Because words matter. Right. And so it's time to defund. It's time to recharter, defund, take away. Um, they need, we need to push back all the way back. Yes. To freedom, all the way back. We to need to repeal brother. the Patriot Act uh, yes. back to the Bush years. We understand in an emotional thing, in, in a crisis like 9-11, uh, it was a big deal. And George Bush came on the scene. We're going to go after enemy, the axis of evil, all that kind of stuff. And even I got emotional about that because we, we've never been attacked on our own soil, besides Japan, obviously. But this is in our modern day. And it was something that it brought the nation together, united around something. But then in behind the scenes, this Patriot Act, it's that really we lost our freedoms, legal search and seizure, the fact that the American government could legally collect information of American citizens, which they could never do before. The CIA was for foreign. The FBI was supposed to investigate under certain guidelines and of the Constitution the and the rules and a warrant and everything. Wiretapping warrant or whatever, sure. This opened the door, literally opened the door to basically them spying and using Massive the power against people. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And that's got to be exposed. It's got to be repealed. Now, yeah, we're yeah. seeing it now become a police state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the problem with the January 6th uh, prisoners. They're still being mm -hmm. held, many of them in solitary confinement, for over a year with mm -hmm. no trial because Patriot Act allows them to do that. 
And so it's unconstitutional. We have writ of habeas corpus, mm -hmm. uh, which means you have to bring the person forth. You have to charge them. But mm -hmm. no, because the Patriot, see, nobody's ever challenged the Patriot Act on constitutional basis. Right. And uh, we allow, we've allowed that. And, you know, I like what President Reagan said in his first inaugural address when he said the government shows signs of going beyond the consent of the governed. I think they're way beyond mm -hmm. the consent of the governed. And so this election is the most important election of our lifetime. Because uh, one of the clips that uh, I watched this uh, a couple of days ago on this um, uh, DHS announcement of this board of disinformation and mm -hmm. misinformation uh, was that they were very concerned about elections. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a word that... Tucker Carlson didn't talk about it. No one else I've heard talk about it, but they specifically uh, mention our elections. They are not allowed. They are a federal agency. Elections are a local, locally controlled, uh, constitutionally locally controlled by state legislators. Mm -hmm. and, we, and in our state, the counties and all this stuff, that feds have no jurisdiction in our this elections. is why they wanted to pass that voters rights act the, this yeah. whole hr whatever it was earlier with the democrats were 666 brother probably 666 if they want to be blatant in your face like the uh, movie stars talking about drinking each other's blood but this right here this is why the democrats were pushing it, it wasn't about fairness wasn't about elections it was about federalizing taking power away so they can do what they did in 2020 doesn't matter if you believe there was fraud or not when you change election rules at the last moment during an election cycle, there is, is something wrong with that. They did. They, under the guise of COVID, they changed the rules in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Arizona and certain key counties that made a difference. Now who you benefits. Yes. And who, who benefits? benefits from not showing a voter ID? Mm -hmm. Someone who's committed fraud. That's right. Someone who's who, who benefits who benefits from lack of chain of custody on this mail-in ballot where we can just stuff the ballot boxes. They've been stuffing ballot boxes since there have been ballot boxes, right? Mm -hmm. Right. They, they can do it at an astronomical level. And that's why you have precincts at, wait for it, 120% turnout. Not possible. Yes. The right. maximum turnout is 100%, which never happens anyway, unless you're in a precinct of like two, right? Right. right. And so, um, so obviously ballot boxes being stuffed. These mm -hmm. things should be decertified. They should be, you know, as soon as you see any precinct that's 110%, you know, you got voter fraud. That de mm -hmm. okay, that all that has to be thrown out. We have to vote again. Please go to your polling place. We have paper ballots. We'll count them there. Show ID. I mean, I'm telling you, this is one of the reasons why I'm getting behind Tambourine Borelli for Secretary of State because she's the only one of the three that uh, on the on the GOP side. One right. on the Democratic side, you you run against that guy Hobbs, mm -hmm. and um, beat and him you twice. Beat him. You beat yeah. him handily, <laughs> which is why I thought you should run for Secretary of State, brother. But uh, the other thing is that um, these other guys are now because she's bringing the issue up, they're starting to talk about it. But I know this lady, and she has been fighting for this for years, and so we need that kind of tenacity 
and integrity. And, um, but this whole ministry of misinformation and disinformation, it's a board, it's not a ministry. Mm -hmm. It might as well be, it's a Soviet era thing right here in America. We've never had anything brother like this in America before. And that, uh, I mean, we've had it during wartime, right? During World War II, there were censors, right? You can't, yes. Because they didn't want to have like accidentally like, you know, loose lips sink ships, right? They don't want to publish, uh, hey, when these Atlantic crossings are going to be or whatever, because the U-boats could get it. Or we get, right. you know, there's certain security reasons uh, that the government can have secret, most secret and top secret information and and keep that from going out in letters and whatever. In extreme situations, but now everything's an extreme situation. The pandemic's an extreme Everything's situation. emergency. Everything the, is, the, yeah. the global climate change is an extreme situation. It's all these excuses. What, you know, what did AOC say uh, before the pandemic? Climate change is our World War II, right? Because yeah. they want to make everything an, an emergency. It's an threat. Yep. When you have an emergency, what, like what we see here in Washington State right now, that State of emergency has not been rescinded. Sure, we don't have to wear masks. Sure, we don't have all these other issues, but the power is still in there. And mm-hmm. the governor, he's just holding back because they're scared of you. They're scared of the voter. They're scared of what's going to happen in August and in November. Wouldn't it be great, brother, if we could knock all these uniparty rhinos and Democrat uh, socialists out in the primary? Wouldn't that be that, great? That would be awesome. Let's that let's take August. Let's take the August 2nd primary as seriously as we're going to take November. Yeah, I think even more seriously, I mean, and I've, I've done this this pulpit, this preacher, this stump speech before. For our listeners, if you've heard it before, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it again. But actually, <laughs> the primary is the most important. The primary chooses who's going through to the general election. That typically you have half or a quarter of the turnout of people voting. So basically a quarter of the people that actually turn out the vote for the primary are picking who you get to choose in November. If you want to get the right candidates through to the general election, you have to turn out in the primary. That's when the choices are made. And then you're limited for everybody else that shows up on the end of October, getting ready to, what's going on with elections? You have two choices, typically a Democrat and a Republican. Not always the same, but the bottom line is they've been picked for you by those that voted in the primary. So Doug's point about the primary in August is so important. And right now we have filing week coming up in two weeks. There's still time for those positions. Look around. If there's not another conservative Republican running for that position, think about it, pray about it, and jump in because this is the year um, that you could have to fight back. And, of course, if they're uncontested, which many times their races are, uh, then they get a free pass. Don't give them a free pass. Right, Doug? That's right. And, um this every every race needs to be covered every seat every position needs to be covered so you know a lot of people i know that are listening to this broadcast they don't even know what legislative district they live in right Mm -hmm. but you can find out you can go to uh if you're in idaho you can go to the idaho secretary of state's um office if you're in washington state you can go uh to the washington sos uh, Secretary of State, and you can put in, and it'll tell you your legislative district, who your representatives are, who your senators are, who your congressmen are. It'll tell you all of that, and it's time to figure that out. And then you need to find out from your local Republican district chair 
if those races are covered and if they're mm -hmm. not covered, stop making excuses, Moses mm -hmm. and go, you know, Moses was like, I can't talk and I'm too old and all these other things. I'm telling you, God is not the God of excuses. He's the God of second chances. He's the God of overcoming. I read a uh, quote by, by uh, George Eliot the other day that I really liked. It says, he said, it's never too late to be the person you might have been. So, you know, just because uh, I didn't I do it before yeah. doesn't yeah. mean I can't do it now. And that's a that's a beautiful thing about God, right? He gives mm -hmm. us he gives us a new start every morning. His mercies are new every morning. When you wake up, hello God, new mercies today. I got skeletons in my closet. I got this, I got that. That mm -hmm. don't work. We all have sinned and yep, fallen and short. Fallen short. Yep. And so there's no perfect people. There was one perfect dude and they killed him and yep. then he came back and now he's Amen. paid for all of that. Colonel Sanders, by the way, started KFC at 65. So he was in his late sixties, mid sixties before he started uh, this national franchise. So it's never too late. As long as you have breath, he retired got and got to work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and for those, if you look, and your county chair says the district has a great candidate already, get behind them and support them, but do one more thing. Ask him if your precinct has a precinct committee officer, because also on the November ballot is precinct committee no, officers. In the, actually, the August ballot. August ballot, so the August ballot, sorry. Yeah. Um, so in May, in, in about two weeks from now, if you wanna get more involved, where you have the decision-making power for party uh, leadership, but also uh, be able to be the communications sort of director for your neighborhood, sign up to be a PCO. It's really, really simple. And, and a lot those, of those go. Yeah. And those PCOs are so vitally important to the party. They're the ones that pick the party leadership. They're the ones that vote and pick the party platform. Mm -hmm. All these issues that you're worried about. Well, they're not talking about this and they're not that. Well, them is us. Them is you. If you're a PCO, if you can sign up to be a PCO, if you can get involved, you can influence what the quote party unquote promotes and what they stand for. You see, this is a, uh, a representative form of government mm -hmm. and uh, people are like, oh, it's a democracy. No, it's not. It's a republic. Well, what does that mean? It means that we are representing, they are representing us. And right now, they're not representing us right now. They are representing themselves, their corporate interests. Um, I heard Mark, Mark Levin say the other day, and I, I, I wish I could watch Mark Levin or listen to his show once in a while, but I just don't have time. But I, I saw a YouTube video mm -hmm. and he literally said, if I was an enemy of America, this is what I would do. I would open the Southern border and let anybody in. I would devalue the dollar and get inflation going out of control. I would jack up energy prices and cut off domestic energy production and domestic manufacturing. Mm -hmm. I would do all the things that the Democrats are doing. So they've proven, you know, um, a lot of people are like, oh, my representative is a nice person. Yeah. Um, I don't know how nice it is if they're taking away your freedom of speech, your freedom mm -hmm. of religion, closing our churches. I mean, they left, you know, if, if this pandemic is so bad, then why did we leave the abortion clinic open? Why did we leave mm -hmm. the pot shop open, the liquor store? But we closed the church. You know, I was a lot closer to people at my little QFC grocery store on the corner than I ever got at church. They was jam in there. 
Yep. And they're like, oh, stay six feet apart. Yeah, how? Right? It's like, (laughs) okay, so are we going to let two people in at a time or whatever? They see they didn't do any of that stuff because it's all a bunch of crap. It's not Mm -hmm. real. And we need to, we need to push back. Like you said, when they had Planned Parenthood open, when they still had over 500 million from the federal budget, our tax dollars going to Planned Parenthood, even though they said, oh, we're not going to fund abortions. Well, it's for preventative care and, and whatever. No, it's not. When you talk about nice representatives, what would be, and we're talking about a majority of the- I never send my daughters to Planned Parenthood for preventative medicine. No. They go, uh, they go to Kaiser, brother. I, I 100% hear you. But they'll, they'll say, oh, he's a nice guy. No, they vote to fund these things. They vote to, for these policies that made us energy starving, uh, getting begging uh, Venezuela and Iran and Russia to sell us more oil. Uh, making us weaker on the they're the ones that are making your cost of your milk and your food going through the roof and, and gas prices through the roof. These are these are harming. They're the ones that are promoting um, this grooming of our children in kindergarten through third grade, talking about different transgender, sexual. This is their agenda. No matter what they say, I just did the show this morning, brother. I was talking about the fact that you will know them by their fruits. People doesn't matter what they say. Look what they do. The fruits of this is destruction. Like Doug said, if you do anything different, if you want to destroy America, it's what they're doing. The open border, the, uh, the, the drug trafficking, the sex trafficking, all this stuff is being promoted, either tacitly or, or uh, suspectly, basically. Our rights are gone, and then now we have this ministry where we're going to shut down any kind of opposition at the federal level to their version of the truth because they want to keep you docile and confused and distracted so they can keep on taking more of your power, keep on grooming our kids. It, it is uh, not scary. It's ticking people off enough, but they need to know. They need to understand that we cannot trust them with their words. We have to see what they've done and realize that they are the enemy of the state and have to be removed peacefully through elections and never reelected. Uh, and this is really important. It's not scary, brother. It's alarming. And the alarm is going off and the alarm is loud because it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's supposed to wake you up and get you on your feet and get you moving. And so we need to be alarmed and we need to sound the alarm Mm -hmm. like Paul Revere. It's not the British that are coming. It's the Bidens are coming. It's the Democrats or it's the Uniparty. Mm -hmm. You know, even here in Washington state, we have uh, Dan Newhouse, Total Rhino. We have mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Herrera Butler. They both voted to impeach President Trump. They, they, uh, uh, I know Jamie Herrera Butler's uh, voted to fund Planned Parenthood, right? Over and over, you know. Right. So, th- d- you know what they say? They say this, brother. Have you ever heard this? Talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you got to put your money where your mouth is. And so you, d- just like you just said. You tell a tree by its fruit, not by what it talks about. And mm-hmm. so there's some bad fruit going on right now. And it's up to us who have a right mind, who mm-hmm. have morality. You know, this. Uh, I heard a, a great big uh, discussion all week long. I've been listening to a discussion on, you know, the Christian's role in government and stuff like that. And and uh, the guy, Dutch Sheets, that did this this week on the Given 15 thing, Right. He was talking about the founding fathers and how um, John Adams, our second president, had come out and he said, look, this constitution is not going to be able to govern an immoral people. It is mm-hmm. only for a moral, godly people because it depends on us 
willfully doing good to our neighbor, willfully not stealing, willfully, you know, otherwise you have to have the secret police. You have to have this high, high um, authority level fear mm-hmm. of death kind of government because people are going to steal or murder or, or rape or, or all these different things if you don't scare them. Mm-hmm. But when Through people fear are, and intimidation. Yeah. Right. But when people are, are free and they're, they, they're charitable and they're loving and they don't, they protect their neighbor. They look out for their neighbor. Like in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. we look out for each other's houses. We look out for each other's stuff. It's really tough for somebody to kind of sneak in there and get weird because um, we're all looking out for each other. Exactly and, right. And so this is what, this is what love your neighbor means. And see, that's a biblical thing. And this idea that was floating around back in the seventies and the eighties was you can't legislate morality. All legislation is a statement of morality. Yes, it is. Because in the, in the, in the code, in the Washington state code, the United States code, you shall not steal is in there. Well, where do they get that? Well, let's write out the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't steal people's stuff that that's private property. That's their stuff. And, um, and so, you know, we give the government some limited ability for right away and stuff like that. And they went and expanded that. Mm -hmm. Now the government actually has this thing called civil forfeiture. And I think we've talked about on this maybe a few years ago, but this is the idea that the police can just take your stuff. Like they pull you over, they find, you know, a big wad of money in the back seat, maybe 10 grand or whatever. Maybe you're on your way to the bank. Who knows? Oh, you must be a drug dealer. And they take your $10,000 and it's up to you to prove you're not doing something nefarious with that. That's the elite. That's unconstitutional. It is. That needs to stop as well. And so we have, um, we've got to stop hiding. We mm-hmm. have to start. We have to step up now. We have to speak out now because if we don't, the cattle cars are coming, brother. The the, the concentration camps are coming. There is no uh, hyperbole here. We've been uh, sounding the alarm. I think a lot of people, a lot of conservatives, are afraid of sounding crazy. Right? Oh, they'll never do that. Uh, like our friend Kamal Spleem said one time. We we keep on putting our own values on other people. The enemy. Right? We have to know. And another verse that I uh, talk about too, right here, right, is the Satan comes in the guise of a uh, angel of light, right? The idea is is when we see people, oh, I promise in the world we're going to forgive your college student loan debt, but we're going to take away your freedoms. This is what we've been we've been given in for a long time. We'll shut you down your churches for your own protection. We'll mandate these things because we want to make t- we care about you. And like our good friend over there in Seattle told us that oh, that other party cares more. Well, how? Right, but it's uh, this idea that we're buying into this false, uh, this lie, and we got to wake up to the truth, speak the truth, and and hold it. To your point, uh, the ten basic commandments, right? The laws of God, the ten commandments. You know, when we have those in our heart, written upon our heart, we don't need other laws because we're internally guided, morally guided by uh, by God Almighty, right? Jesus in our heart. Uh, then when we don't have those, we need thousands of laws to force us to stay in a certain way, to control us. I think then, and they prefer the thousand laws. We prefer the 10 and just go with that. This is where we're at though. This, this We've been talking about this for years, you and I, Doug, about a spiritual battle. It's not more evident than ever right now when you have those literally uh, that are worshiping the 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 devil uh, openly in Hollywood and whatever, um, and, and they're 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 proud of it. 
they're celebrating where every form of sin, every form of, of debauchery is, is celebrated as some kind of like heroism. Uh, and every time of type of conservatism, family values, God first, country, patriotism is ridiculed, is slandered, is called hate speech or whatever it may be. We are in that time, brother, like we have been for a long time where good is called evil and evil is called good. And then we, we know there's a warning in there. For us as Christians, the conservatives, it is time to reverse that and start calling good, good, calling evil, evil, and being bold in that and saying, I'm not going to go along with it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say just to be silent, just to get along, but that doesn't work. As you said, the cattle cars are coming unless we do something. And right now it's through elections. It's about getting involved, about staying engaged. It's not only voting, it's giving, it's serving, knocking on doors, PCO, whatever it may be, running for office. We have an opportunity right now. And, and the reason that why Doug said this is the most important election in our lifetime is because the previous elections, we weren't awake. We weren't awake enough. We didn't do enough. We didn't push back enough. And, and during this generation, then we let this happen. So now it's our responsibility to pay the price, to take it back, to push it back, to expose and remove this wickedness that really what, what it is that has infested from our politics to our churches to our education system uh, across culture as well. When we're supposed to be changing culture because the culture then affects legislation versus being the tail, we need to be the head, which is what scripture says. It's time that we be the head and not the tail. Right, Doug? Yes. And um, it's not about, this is not, this is not a pride thing. Okay, I'm telling you now that this is going to take great humility on our part. We are need we need to go low and obey God, because see, obeying God is going to cost you something. It's going to be uncomfortable. The Bible says that all who seek to live a godly life in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you don't have any persecution in your life, brother, it might mean that you're not living a godly life, uh, because it happens. Yes, People it does. don't, and, and I've said for years, look, we can talk about God all we want, but when we bring up Jesus, now we got a fight on our hands. And this mm -hmm. war against the church is not a war against the, the, uh, the mosques. It's no. not a war against them. It's mm -hmm. a war against the name of Jesus, the name above all names, the name mm -hmm. that at that name, every knee, will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. I didn't write mm, that, mm, mm. but I Amen. believe it. Yes. And it costs me something to go on the radio today with you and say that, but mm -hmm. I am willing to pay that price because he died on a bloody, gruesome, horrible cross for me. What should I ought to do for him? How about anything he asked me to? Mm -hmm. How about I have eternal life? They can't. What's the worst they can do to us, brother? Send us to heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So, so why don't we just get some courage? Why don't we straighten up our backs? Martin Luther King Jr. says, when your back is straightened, you're going somewhere because a man can't ride you with a straight back. You have to have a bent back for a man to ride your back. And so they want to ride us. They want to deride us. Mm -hmm. They want to call us all kinds of names and they want to browbeat us and cancel us and force us to do their will. And it's time that we stand up and say, no, that's right. Not doing it, 
not going there. Every street corner, let's have church. Every, every parking lot, let's have church in every park. Let's go out and talk. Let's talk, 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 talk. Let's post on social media. Let's send emails and mails. Let's start newspapers and hand them out for free. Let's get signs. Let's drive around in our pickup trucks with Trump flags on the back. Let's do something bold yes. today. Why don't we do it this weekend? Your next weekend's Mother's Day. You can have Mother's Day off, take care of your mom. But this weekend, there why don't we, go. we do something really fun? Why don't you go cause trouble for the devil? And you see, this is not that we're trying to hurt anybody. We're not trying to hurt our neighbor. We love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And when they see us take courage and set up strong, they're going to go, huh, I like that. Some people aren't going to like it. You know, I've heard yep. it said that during the, the Revolutionary War, there was 30% of the country that was all in for independence. There was 30% of the colonists that wanted to stay British. And there was 40% in the middle that kind of went with whichever way the wind blows Mm -hmm. and america is still like that 30 percent of the people ain't gonna ever agree with you or like you 30 percent of the people are gonna love you to death they totally agree with you so my wife's on the way to california this weekend in the middle that we got to we we need to persuade amen so my wife's going to see my daughter this weekend in california to bring her home for the summer which is great but she said on the flight you know, we just removed the mask mandates for the federal flights and so forth, you know, even though the Biden administration may challenge it. And she goes, well, about half the flights still wearing masks. I'm like, okay. She's like, actually, no, it's about 30%. I go, yeah, that makes sense. About 30% <laughs> as you break it down, won't be wearing or will be wearing a mask because that's what they believe, right? And so our country is definitely broken down in those terms. Yeah, I was before. driving around yesterday and uh, went by a middle school. And uh, all these kids walk around with these dirty, nasty cloth masks on their face or under their chins. Right. And I'm thinking that ain't healthy. That's actually that's actually detrimental. You're a, you you were a healthcare professional. That's mm-hmm. detrimental. It is breathing your yeah. own breathing your own uh, human waste. That you know, waste comes you know out your your rear end and whatever. Yes. But it also comes out of your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in fact, it's very dirty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, your, your lungs in, in, in comes the good air out goes the bad. In yes. comes the good air out goes the bad. You can rebreathe for a little bit over time though. Your CO2 levels rise. You, you cause hypoxia. It causes oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. CO2 is a pollutant brother. Yeah. Uh, see, they, that, I heard that from a federal judge, uh, not a scientist, mind right, you, a federal a judge. judge. And so that's what they're that's what they're basing climate change on. CO2, you breathing is pollution, yes. except yes. for the fact that trees really like it. So why don't we so, take off the mass and let the trees have the CO2 so you don't have it? Because your body actually prefers oxygen. Right. Then the trees can create more oxygen and we're good to go, right? But no, yeah. it doesn't fit the narrative. When you this this guy over there in the World Economic Forum that says that we're gonna be basically have nothing by 2030. And love even, it. Yeah, and then love it, right? And then even Elon Musk says that, you know, we're going to have, we be replaced by robots, right? And the idea that we won't have jobs, we'll have to have a universal basic income. Then we have this doom and gloom. So you have this thing where both Biden uh, and local jurisdictions and the world are talking about food shortages. Well, okay, we, we are the breadbasket of the world here in Washington, and not Washington, but in the nation and Washington specifically as well. We produce a lot. And in fact, we pay people not to farm because we produce so much. 
So I want you to know, I want your input and your opinion on this whole thing with Bill Gates. Bill Gates is part of this whole group about depopulation. We have too many people. We got to get rid of people. There's got to be a way to reduce population because we're not going to survive. You know, it's the global climate warming and all that kind of stuff. It's alarmist, right? He is now the single largest owner of farmland in America, and he's not farming this land. Well, him and CCP. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, exactly right. But the point is, is buying up all those farmland, when you buy up land and don't use it, what could have been used or was being used to produce food is now not producing food. You raise the price of all the food that is being produced because there's less food being produced. It's like the oil supply. You cut oil supply from America, the world's oil supply goes down, which means the prices go up. This is all intentional. And so you have this. And then at the exact same time, that it's a total coincidence because you can't say this is what happened because of this happened. 18 big food processing plants in America, and I listed them on, a, on another show, 18 of them in the last six months, brother, have either burnt down, blown up, or been hit by a plane. What are the odds of that? So you have food processing plants that bring food to the market. So if you have fewer farmers, fewer, fewer pieces of land producing food, and fewer processing plants getting the food ready for the market, what's it do? It drives the price of local domestic food through the roof. There's a limited supply. And then you add that to the supply chain issue from foreign countries because of Pete Buttigieg and this administration. What's it do? It creates what they're predicting. Self-fulfilling prosody. We're going to have food shortages because they're making it to have food shortages. Huh? If I was in the automotive business, I'd fight that. Yeah. If I was making furniture, I'd fight that. If I was building computers and creating software and smartphones, I'd fight that. If I was uh, making any item that the public is supposed to buy, I would fight that. Because the reason we can buy cars and furniture and real estate and RVs and computers and smartphones is because we have cheap food. If, mm-hmm. if food becomes the thing, if it's all about food, remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Right. Shelter, clothing, and then you start to have these other things on top of it. America was built on the fact that food, shelter, and clothing was handled. It's like mm-hmm. your basic thing, right? And then your luxury items was, hey, I work hard and now I can have a vacation. I can take my kids to someplace other than than Gayland, Disneyland. Right. right? I could have a car. I could have multiple cars. I right. could yeah. buy a car. I could get a motorcycle. I could get a snowmobile. I could get a um, I could uh, you know, buy this latest gadget, this toy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and um, and who doesn't want that? See, America was rich because God was blessing our food supply, our water. All these things, but see, as they electricity was cheap. Remember, we had all this hydroelectric power and all this stuff. And now all that basic supply stuff is under attack. And this is the most important election in history because (laughs) Donald Trump was changing that. He was bringing manufacturing back home. He was putting tariffs on people that dump their cheap crappy steel on us. He was putting tariffs on people that were basically trying to 
create monopolies by putting our people out of business, right? Mm -hmm. So you you can do that if you if you have the entire weight of the Chinese Communist Party on your dairy industry, you can put yep. all of our dairy farmers out, and then you can charge whatever you want because right. there is nobody. There is now no more competition, so it's unfair. And so that's the government. Is that the government was not supposed to be ruling us, telling us what's true and what's not true. The government was supposed to make sure we had a, a level playing field. That's Everybody right. played by the rules. It was there to protect our rights, not take our rights away from us so that they could have more power. It's time for these career politicians to go away. It's time for them to be unemployed, to be prosecuted, to be stripped of the fortunes that they've stolen from the taxpayers with their insider trading That's and right. their backroom deals, it's time for them to be held accountable. And it's not going to happen if you, our listeners and others like you, don't start talking and don't mm -hmm. start getting involved. This isn't a spectator sport. You're, you're, you're next. If you, well, they're not messing with me. They will. Mm -hmm. And actually they are because they're messing with your food. They're messing kids. with your electricity. They're messing with your water. They're messing with your children. Mm -hmm. They're messing with your Facebook posts. They're messing mm -hmm. with everything. And you're delusional if you don't think they are because, and so, and that's fine. You know, we need to be disillusioned. We need to lose our illusions and start to deal in truth and veracity and what's real deal in what's real. Correct. And I'll tell you what, society was pretty good when it was based on the Bible. It Amen. was pretty good when it was based on one man, one woman and, and stay married and have those kids and raise them up in the fear and the admission of the Lord and work hard. And he who doesn't work, doesn't eat. And all mm -hmm. this stuff that's, that's in the Bible, Do you know, there was no such thing as women's rights until Jesus, mm -hmm. brother, that was like, you know, I mean, the Bible was like, we're, I mean, there was some nice old Testament, like Deborah and Esther and stuff like that. Right. But even then it was not quite the same, but when Jesus said came now, Paul's writing, there's no male, there's no female. It's no, right. any of this stuff, right. This stuff is not something the left came up with. This is Bible stuff. We've been, like you said, most prosperous when we're based upon God's word. When the kids were taught God's word, even in school, they learned the basics, the principles of being a good citizen, learn how to develop. Obviously, the, the value of family was there, father, mother, children, having multiple kids. The idea of building the next generation was always leaving it better for the next generation than you'd at it. This attack through the 60s and 70s, 50s, probably that, for that matter, too, through our lifetime, destruction of the family. Destruction of fatherhood in the, in the home, the, the the moral values, the the focus on self, so that they could be controlled by the government. It just uh, we see we can look back and say, okay, I can point out here, here, and here is when these things have made major changes. Now we're going to have to push back, and it, this we've gone we let it go too far. Like you said, now we have to fight back. I want to circle back to one thing, Doug. You said that Jay Inslee never released emergency powers. Many of the leftist government governors across the nation didn't. Just because they've allowed us to go back to doing what we were doing is not freedom. Freedom's when they have no power to tell us we can't do it. And so to retaining that power means they want to get past the election, like Doug was saying, because they're afraid of you to do what they want. They've already shown us. They've already told us what they want to do. 
And now with this this ministry of misinformation and all that kind of stuff, this department, if you will, they're showing us that if for whatever reason we don't show up this election cycle right now, today, um, then we have no one to blame but ourselves. The the idea here is they know where they're going to go. They want total control, total anarchy, no opposition to the truth. And it's, it's, we're seeing this and that's why they want to erase history as well. We that know history, that have studied some history, understand that these things happen in patterns. They don't change their stripes. They are the same people in different generations. And this is where they're going. And so all the telltale signs of the, the, the are coming about our loss of freedoms, the, uh, the totalitarian rule, the destruction of America is to make us weaker. It's time to be, one once again, America first, God first, America, families, all these things that matter, showing up, being a father, um, like Doug said, getting married, having kids, championing these things, these core values, going to church, getting engaged, speaking the truth, not being afraid. All of these help, but elections have got to be the piece of it where we push back and take it over, take it back. Their strategy, the, the communist playbook, has always been to divide the society uh, to what what uh, mm-hmm. my friend Kerry always says, othering people. They're yes. other. They're different than us. They have these other things, and they're bad. And see, that's the problem. When you start to assign the motive, right, they're inherently motive. Hillary Clinton put it perfectly, exactly how they believe, irredeemable. Mm-hmm. She said they're irredeemable. They're despicable, irredeemable. And that means there's no redemption. There's no way that they could ever, no matter what they do, they could give us all their money. They could go commit suicide. We still hate you because you're mm-hmm. bad and you deserved it to commit suicide and you deserve to give all your stuff away. And so that's why you see down in, in uh, Seattle with the, the Bartels, you know, pulling out because they mm-hmm. would just say, well, people come in and take what they want. Well, obviously you white people, Mm-hmm. You know, which is a very racist statement. Uh, got got all your Bartels money because you you stole from everybody. See, that's not that's not how business works. The free market system doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. People don't have to buy your stuff. The only people that have to buy stuff are the people that say, "Oh, you have to get a shot." That's forcing you to do. You know, now, oh, it's mm-hmm. free. No, it isn't free because what the government pays for it. Which who pays the government? We do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're the ones that force you to buy things. Like you have to buy insurance on your car. Well. No, you don't. You just have to prove that you, if you have an accident, you can take care of it. Right. 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 And so uh, even that. And so, but if you have a, a, a Bartels drug store, a Walgreens or whatever, a McClendon's hardware brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you don't do a good job, if you don't have competitive prices, if you don't have good customer service, if you don't have employees that, that know what they're talking about, you're not going to do very well, brother. Mm-hmm. The only way you can do well in a situation like that is if you have an absolute mono- a monopoly, you know, like the government. Was you the and only so, choice? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's the only choice. Right. Yep. And so, um, so the free market system wasn't about ripping off the little dude. I mean, I guess there's ripoffs out there. I mean, I've, I've had timeshare presentations. I get that. Yep. Right. Um, snake oil salesmen and stuff like that. You know, fool me one once shame on me or sh- shame on you yeah. fool me twice shame on me so you don't you only do it once right right you only buy crap or shop someplace and have a bad experience once and then you you know post online so don't shop there or whatever <laughs> um right so we're we're in a you know this free market thing is 
high, it holds businesses to a high accountability. Crony capitalism does not. What was mm-hmm. that? What's that thing they had back in, or was it 08, I think? After Obama got in, we had this huge crash, right? Too right. big to fail. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're and not. Moron, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're not too big to fail. Anybody can fail. I don't care how big you are. If you're stupid, fail. Look at Sears, brother. I know. No, Sears, yeah. Sears was like, when I was a kid, man, we had the Sears catalog. You remember the Sears catalog? Yep. Yeah. Who, sh- who should have who should have dominated? online sales was it not sears they just put the catalog online and they'd have been good but no they let jeff bezos uh you know who's uh, you know even jeff bezos responds he wants to move people out of seattle because of high taxes and stuff right and the anti-business climate right yeah yeah exactly he makes you know and then i just love you know bezos spot the washington post right you knew that yes Yep. And he's he's got a big problem with Elon Musk playing Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Shut the front door, brother. But who's pot and kettle, right? But he, yes. But it's not only that, they went through the list. Time magazine's owned by a big billionaire leftist. Bezos owns Washington Post. They Many of them have been doing this for years. And, of course, left loves it because they peddle what they want to hear. This inform this idea or their uh, their agenda, yeah, as long as they repeat that, people, are like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But any form of even not, not even just uh, contradiction, it's like, hey, let everybody talk. Have free speech. No, that's the end of democracy. Well, first of all, it's not a democracy. But second of all, like, what are you afraid of? And we know that's what it is. They're afraid of the truth because the truth, Jesus, sets us free. But the point is, is when people are allowed to have an exchange of ideas in their free and open net market, they'll make choices. And when they make choices, we win. You know, because they make choices that are good for their own pocketbook, their own family, their own future, their own values. And when they, like you said, monopoly, a monopoly of information, monopoly of thought is where we're at now where the police of thought is where we're at the federal level is saying, you can't think a different way than this. That is not freedom, man. I'm telling I you. Will, I will never go to another Star Wars movie. I will never go to another Marvel movie. I will never go to another Pixar movie. I canceled my Disney Plus. I don't, Good. I'm not yeah. going to Disneyland. I'm done with those people. Mm-hmm. Those people are trying to turn my grandchildren into homosexuals and into transgender people. They're grooming them. They used to be, I mean, I watched, one of the last things I watched on Disney Plus a couple of weeks ago before I canceled it was Snow White praying next to the bed before she went to sleep. And she said, oh, and please make Grumpy like me. I mean, (laughs) have I... Okay, that yeah. was 1935 or something, right? Right, right. And and that Disney's gone. Yeah. They're now they're now they're believe in yourself. We used to say believe in God. Mm-hmm. We used to say believe in that God has God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. Oh, believe in yourself. Be full of pride. Be full of self-confidence. You can do anything. No, you can't. If you're a man, you can't be a woman. If if you don't have um thrust and uh, uh, propellers, you can't fly, okay? You can jump off the building and you can say, I can do this, but you can't because nope. gravity will bring you down, okay? And DNA is set in, there's just certain I- immutable truths. The, Bi- the Constitution, or no, I'm sorry, the Declaration says, we hold these truths mm-hmm. to be self-evident, right? These mm-hmm. are true and that's it. 
it cannot be both true and not true. It cannot be that. It has to be true or it isn't true. It's why the war on mathematics, right? Right. The, right. the, the new, the new uh, common core curriculum grades you not on whether you got two plus two equals four, but why two plus two, when you, why you answered five and why you're right. Mm-hmm. It grades you on being able to make an excuse or an argument for a falseness, but yes. two plus two is still four, regardless of whether Common Core says it is or not. And uh, so I'm telling you, this is the most important election yes. of our life. And it's not just the election. It's running for office. Yes. It's giving money. It's volunteering. It's getting out and being heard. It's for some of for some of our listeners, Marty. It's like the first step is just register yourself to vote. Right. And people say, "Oh, well, why should I vote? It's rigged." Well, they don't have to cheat your vote because you're not doing it anyway. So right. let's make them work. Make them work. And if we all will vote, we will win because they can cheat, but they can't cheat like that. Right. And so we're going to um, we're going to do it. I know it's one of the reasons why you and I are on the radio and, and there's there's other voices. And this board of misinformation and disinformation is specifically been created to target us because yes. we tell the truth and we're not apologizing and we're not worried about it. You know, if if. These guys that have been fired, I, I saw Carl with a K mm-hmm. yesterday at one of my fundraising events. Carl was fired from Seattle uh, Pacific Power, yep. Power and Light, because he wouldn't get vaccinated. He had a, he had a, a legitimate medical excuse. He had a, a, a strong conscientious objection to it. I would not call Carl a strong evangelical Pentecostal charismatic. He's just a guy. Right. He likes to ride motorcycles and camp and fish and hunt. And he's a, he's a union guy, right? Mm -hmm. He is not a victim. He is a hero. He is a patriot because he did not bow the knee to that. And yep. guess what, brother? He's still Sorry. making money. He's still working. He got a different job. He's doing different stuff. God will come through for us. Amen. Stop worrying about getting canceled. Stop it. Stop it. Let's do what's right. Let's not allow them to intimidate us into doing what is against our conscience and what is wrong. Yep. So quickly, you and I both have daughters in college right now. And for those parents that are listening that are thinking about college or in college as well. Don't do it. No, I know. I know. There's many opportunities, the trades and so forth. But I will say this. Uh, When we have all this attention where these actual activists are getting into grade school and, and kindergarten and so forth, teaching, grooming our kids for sexual, being open to it at the college level, they're pushing gender studies and social justice. What role do these two degrees have except for to be activists, to be the people, the brown shirts for the future of where they want to take us? There's Don't no, participate there's no, in this. Uh, yeah. There's no career path there. Yeah. Unless they're creating you get a on new, it. It's not yes. going to help you get on at Boeing. All right. Exactly right. Not going to get you a great job down at Amazon because you've got a gender specialist degree, maybe in the HR department. I don't know. 
it to just them? watch out for it, right? So it, be aware that universities get money for this and they're pushing these type of degrees that will cost fortunes that they want to be forgiven and that it's no good except for to be a tool for the leftist party that want to gain more power. So, yep. Most important election of our life. It's coming up right now. I mean, I believe that each election has uh progressively gotten more and more important. This one is like super good. We still need to get it back and fix uh, the 2020 uh, ripoff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to try another, there's everybody's talking about, they're probably going to try another pandemic, another emergency shutdown because a lot of other states don't have mail-in voting, but they loved it because it allowed them to get their fake president in there. Right. And it's time uh, for us to get, engage and get involved and i think it's going to take prayer brother and it's going to take listening to god and hearing what he's saying and then just being courageous and let's not ever again give up meeting together as is the habit of some amen let's meet together and let's figure out how to fight together wow this show goes so fast what's the deal anyways you can uh find out more about doug and marty go to dougandmarty.com you can hear past um, episodes. I don't know if anybody would want to do that, but you could, <laughs> and you could also contact us and we love hearing from you. Uh, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Take care. God bless. Have a great weekend. See you next time. The most important election of our lifetime. Ever. Ever. <laughs>